We're getting into the question of the week. You know, you know, always we deal with the question. And I'm really excited about this question because this is an important question. The question of the week for this week is the it is what is success? Success is an interesting word. You know, in American society, I think success is the god of our society. I think every culture has the god, a god. You know, some people it's pleasure during the empires back then they they would just go for pleasure or whatever. They would build a kingdom here. For I think American society, success is it. Everybody wants to be successful, whatever that means. And the difficulty is we don't even know what success means. Like there is a, a few things that we generally think of when we think of success. The first is we think of a, a wad of cash. You know, if I have 100,000, 200,000, a million, we recognize I'm successful. You know, people always consider their assets and their net worth. I don't know if you heard of the word net worth, but people want to be considered up. They want money for themselves and they feel they're like they're successful. There's even a songwriter that, that says, I want to be a millionaire so bad. <laughs> he said another word. But that is, that is uh, Americans. That's the song right there. He says, I want to be a millionaire. That's his goal. Other people consider success. I have a picture. What do I have a picture of? A guy looking up. We want to move up in, in our status. You know, if I'm in a job long enough, you get bored and you're like, I want to go higher. I've, I talked to a lot of my coworkers and they say the same thing. They say, you know, I don't want to just be a teacher. I don't want to just stay here because you kind of level off. And he's like, I don't want to be a principal. So it's like we're stuck almost. And so they get frustrated. Everyone does this. Like if, it, if they have a job, like let's move up. Like I don't want to just stay where I'm at. I want to move up. Because in American thought, if you're not moving up, you're not really progressing. You're not being successful. Can you all agree with me? Nowadays, we, uh, we have another young generation that has a different idea of success. They want to be TikTok famous. You know, all of our students, they want to be celebrities on YouTube, TikTok, streaming, all of those things. That's their definition of success. I'll literally be walking into the gym, and you'll just see all of them like doing all these dance moves. <laughs> I'm like, what are you guys doing? We used, to, we used to like play when we were in gym. They're wanting to, they want to put content out there. So they're doing dance to be putting content out because they want to be TikTok famous, right? I was looking at the numbers. Guess how much the average TikTok influencer makes? So this is just normal. $120,000, $120,000 a year. I'm like, man, like making some videos like this, you get $100,000. <laughs> That's pretty nice. You know what I mean? So we have different definitions of success. And I think the bad part is as the world has a definition of success, we scroll enough and then that becomes our definition of success. We look and we see someone get a nice house because they moved up in their job or they made more money. They get a nice house and we think, maybe I want a nicer house. Or we'll scroll and we see someone went from associate to VP and we think, maybe I want to move myself up. All the content that we consume makes us feel like that. And not just that, like it comes into our churches. You know, our churches, we give value to those who maybe have more money. I've noticed this in some of the churches I go to or even the some that I see. Like someone may not even have a message to say. But if they're a celebrity, they'll get uh, 30, 40 minutes to preach on a Sunday. And I'm thinking, what? Kanye West is speaking a sermon on Sunday? No offense to Kanye. <laughs> like, I'm sure he has a word of God. But see, we have equated success with nearness to God. 
We have considered success with something to say. And we need to be careful because this kind of success may not be what God is interested in. And so I want to encourage you. This is why this question is important. What is success? Because the world has a definition of success, but I also think God has a definition of success. And we need to be very mindful of that. What does God think is a successful life? Let me just say this as well. The, the idea of success is interesting because it's the idea of, like, when we know something is, is what success is, we will work towards it. You know what I mean? Like, if I know I need a college degree to get, become successful, what do we do? I've seen people who have never opened a book in their life, open a book. I've seen people who never stay up, stay up all night. When we have a clear definition of success, we change ourselves to move into that definition of success. So that's why it's important that you know what a godly definition of success is because then you will shift yourself. Our definition of success is very worldly right now, which is why we're shifting ourselves to the world. I want you to consider today, what is God's definition of success? And I want to begin by saying this, you know, the way we like to operate is we like to look at the life of Jesus. What made Jesus have a successful life? And as we engage in that, maybe then we can follow. So we're going to look at a few verses and see if you guys can pick up. So the first one, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. What does that say? Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. We continue. While Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and his brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. He replied to him, who is my brother and who are, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my bro mother, brother and sister and mother. So what do we recognize the first most important thing for success is for Jesus? Doing the will of the Father. Doing the will of God is what makes you have a successful life. Think about that. That is so not what the world thinks. The world measures you by what you accumulate, but God measures us by how much we focus on Him. Right? You know, all of creation works to glorify God. You know, they said uh, the children were crying and worshiping God. And the Pharisees saying, these children are crying out. Don't you need to stop them? And he says, if they don't, even the rocks will cry out and worship me. Do you understand all of creation's purpose is to glorify God? Your main aim of life is nothing more than the, to do the will of our Father in heaven. Nothing else. That is the measure of if you have um, a successful life. And you look at Jesus, everything he did was about the will of my Father. Even in the Lord's Prayer, he says, um, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be our name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The focus of your life has to be the will of God. And many of us have made the focus of our life my will, what I want. God, this is my plan for me, 
this is what I'm hoping for. But truly a successful Christian is looking to God. You know, we've talked about the will of God before. Um, I'm going to write it on the board. Do you all remember the two parts of the will of God that we talked about? There is the general will and there is the specific will. Do you remember what the general will of God is? The things that we all should be doing, the general will of God is what everyone should be engaging in. So what are those things? Reading, loving. You know, there's a verse that says, be joyful. How often? Always. It says, pray continuously. What's the last part of it? Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God. So there are general things that we all should be constantly engaging in. I want you to, to believe this, that the will of God is something you can do or not do in your day. You can engage in or not engage in. And it starts with your definition of success. If all you think about is this world, then all you'll think about is this world and do those things. But if you think about God and God's will, you will engage in the things that God wants you to do. And as you engage in that daily, you know what happens? He'll reveal the specific will. You know, there's this beautiful thought that he made you so purposefully. There's only one you. And he needs you to fulfill the calling that he has. But if you don't do what he's already told you to do, you cannot do what he needs you to do specifically. Because you won't know it. As you do the general, he will open the specific up for you. So the first definition of success for me is, do you engage in the will of God? Every morning you wake up, you think, God, am I doing what you need of me today? The second thing that I read, um, another verse. We'll look at another verse and look at how did Jesus define success. Luke chapter 4, verse 16 to 18 said, He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue as it was his custom. He stood up and read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and a recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And you see, this is a focus. And you know, Jesus, I don't know if you watched The Chosen. I watched this episode this week, and it was so, man, it's so good. And Jesus finishes and closes the scroll, and he says, and today, this is, I am fulfilling this word. And so this is like a guide for the life of Jesus. So what do we notice about Jesus and what he thinks is important? He, he wanted to impact the life of others. I want you to recognize this. You know, Jesus was a Jesus that every single person that he encountered, what we read, he made their life better. So I want you to consider this. You know, the success of your life is when you deal with others, do you make their life better? You know, this is a question of who are you? This is a question of, and really, the overarching thing is what is success? If you don't think this matters, impacting others, you don't care about other people. You walk just walking around, man, I have enough worries by myself. I'm just thinking about me, me, me. But if I realize what God looks at is, how do I impact others? Then I'm looking out. How can I help somebody? You know, one of, I, one of the cool stories I, I like is Matthew chapter 14. And, you know, Jesus was speaking and um, 
Well, he, he withdrew to a private place, and the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food. And Jesus replied, They don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. You know what the idea of impacting others is? This convicted me. It is the idea that you don't have to do something, yet you do it still. Like, that's not my responsibility, yet I still do that. That's what a Christian is. Jesus literally did not have to feed them. The disciples said, send them away. And Jesus easily could have said, yes. But he says, no, you feed them. Take care of their need. That's what a Christian is. The success of a Christian is always considering, how do I impact the life of others? And you know the saddest part? Sometimes the Christians are the ones that can be the, almost they don't recognize how their life affects others. You know, I had a coworker, self-proclaimed Christian. They went to church all the time. And he was our, back at Poteet. And he always, I don't know, every, like some morning I'd be like, hey, good morning, sir. He'd be like, good morning. And he was happy. And then the next day I'd be like, good morning, sir. He's like, good morning. Like, how are you doing today? Good. I'm like, dang, man. Like, you know, I'm just trying to have, like, introduce myself to you. You know, and it's like days he would be like that. And it made me think, like, it, it impacted me. Just his lack of considering me, because obviously he probably had stress. And I don't mind that, like, you have stress. But maturity as a Christian is looking and saying, I may have all of the stress, but let me love somebody else still. I may not have anything working out in my life right now, but let me love them still. So when I look at the life of Jesus, I look at two things that I see. The first thing is that he was always engaged in the will of God. That's what makes you successful. And he always looked to impact other people. And as I consider these two things, I, I just was reflecting these two things. What do you notice about those two things? They're all invisible things. I have a picture of a, a body with no head. None of these things are things that you can see. You know, like if you walk in the will of God, no one's over there like, good job. You know what I mean? When you're impacting someone's life, maybe there is a small sense of tangibility, but no one's giving you more money for it. Everything of God is an invisible thing. And you have to recognize that if you want to be successful in God's eyes, you may not look like anything in the world. The world will look at you and say, they, they don't have anything. They don't have assets. They're not moving up, right? They may not be any kind of famous. But to recognize when God looks at you, he has to be pleased. This is not about people. And that's the true definition of success. And that's the hard part. I think you have to let go of what other people think. If you want to be successful in God's eyes, you have to start to engage in the invisible world. And the more I live, the more I recognize we, we see only so much. There is such an invisible world. There's a spiritual world we don't engage in. So I'm going I'm to share a few stories on this. So um, I, there was a guy named Kenneth Hagan. And he said when he went to go preach at a church, he said, like he was a, he was a popular speaker. He was really, really good at what, what he did. He had a very strong anointing. And he said when he was speaking, he, he just felt like the words were coming back to him. And this story connected with, me, connected with me because that's happened to me. 
I'll be speaking and it just feels like it's not effective. And I was on, and some, uh, and I was reading that, I thought, wow, that's kind of interesting. So the next time he came back and spoke, he said he felt like there was a flow. He could go. And so he talked to the pastor and the pastor said, well, you know what I did? The pastor said anytime, the main pastor of that church said anytime he spoke, he felt the same thing. So he did a seven-day fast. And on the seventh day, he was in the church and he looked up and he, while he was praying and he saw a spirit on the top of the risers of the church. And he said, spirit, you come down in the name of Jesus, right? And so the spirit fell down. And as he kept saying, get out of here in the name of Jesus. And he kept talking to it. And the spirit wouldn't move. He kept wanting to stay in the church. And slowly he just kept rebuking it in the name of Jesus. And finally, he, he told the, the spirit to get out of the church. And then literally he said, the spirit didn't even go across the street. He stood in front of the church and he cast it out and he left that area. And it made me think, we are so caught in the physical world, we don't understand there is an invisible world you're not seeing. You understand that? And, you know, even as we've been talking about Revelation, there's going to be a day when all of it we're going to see truly. Right now, we're not seeing truly. We're looking with our eyes. We're not looking with our spiritual eyes. And to be successful in, in, in a spiritual sense, and I think in true sense, you have to stop, you have to close these eyes and open your spiritual eyes. The success of your life is not this world. The success of this life is not money or status. It's doing what God needs of you. And people may never see that. But you have to be so pleased with that. And with your spiritual eyes, say, God, as long as you're pleased, I'm pleased. God, as long as you're working me, I'm happy. I'm going to give you a story of this. Um, so David Livingston was an example of this. So David Livingston was a man who was a missionary to Africa. They considered him the greatest missionary to Africa. But before he died, he considered himself a failure. He said literally in his 30 years of being in Africa, he tried to minister to the people. He, he actually learned the dialect. He worked and worked for 30 years. Guess how many people converted to God or to Jesus? One. It was one person. Think about it. In 30 years of ministry, one person came to know the Lord. And that person wasn't even a good believer. The man had five wives, right? And so he told him, you need to get rid of your wives. So for a year, he wouldn't. He said, this is our custom. We can marry multiple women. He said, no, the Bible talks about be faithful to one. So finally, after a year, he divorces four of them and sticks with the one. And so they baptize him. And then they find out uh, six months later, one of the old women was pregnant with what that, the converted guy's kid. <laughs> and he, he told David Livingston, don't give up on me. I'm trying to grow. And if you looked at his life, he might look and say, God, what was the point of my life? And I want to encourage you, if you truly walk with God, you may look up and say, God, what is the point? No one knows me. I have no assets. I'm nothing. But it was interesting, after that man, after Livingston died, that man literally became one of the greatest leaders of that town, that area. He grew in God, and 30,000 African tribal people came to know the Lord. 30,000. More than what even he could do, that man did. And you recognize something. Your life is not about you. Your life is about, can you be faithful to the calling that God has? 
And don't look at number, don't look at anything. But with your spiritual eye, look and say, God, am I doing what you need of me today? God, am I walking in your calling? Am I impacting people? That's all you have to think. And if you're doing that, you don't even know the impact of your life. You don't know because this is not about you. This is about God working through you. So I just remind you, I leave you with those two practical things. Find the will of God in your life. And not only find it, engage with it. Think about God, what do you need of me? I really do believe in our church. And even if you're listening online, engage with that. What has God created you to do? There are so many anointed people here. I believe that. You guys all have a calling of God that is so specific. I don't think it's an accident. And I want you to think about every God. Why am I here? More than chasing after everything of the world, let me chase after you. Let me chase after what you need of me. You have a calling of God. So you have to think about it. I can't tell you. You have to think about it. The second thing I really want you guys to think about is this. Are you impacting the life of others? Right? Are you impacting the life of others? And I want you to think about this question. Consider how people leave your presence. You know, this is a good question of impact. When they've encountered you and talked with you, when they leave you, what do they feel? You know, I've even had classes that are so stressful. They get so anxious for an exam. I start to get stressful. And I think, I'm giving the test. Why am I getting stressed right now? Our presence impacts people. So when people <coughs> leave your presence, do they feel more joy? Do they feel more peace? Do they know they're loved? That's the question of impact. Are you impacting the life of people? I really want you to think about that. You know, you have your coworkers, your family members. This is a day-by-day -day thing. Consider then today, what is the impact you're making? You know, any of the words we think about, you know, the qualities of God, the fruits of the Spirit. What are the fruits? They're love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. When they leave you, let them feel those things. And this is not by your doing. This is when God works through you and you, you spend time in his presence. You know, I think about this. When you spend time with him, he changes you. He puts peace inside of you that, you know, like my, one of the nicest comments people, students make to me is, they just feel joy in my classroom. When they come in, they, their, their life may be hard, but when they come in, they feel joy. And that's not me. That's the God working in me. And I never have to say God's name, but yet they know that. Because when, when we begin to spend time with God, we want to impact the life of others. It's really sweet. I don't know why they already did it, but they already started writing letters to teachers. And I just wanted to read one. And I don't mean to always bring that, but it's just an encouragement to me. And it's an encouragement, hopefully, to you to consider, like, if you really do these things, people's lives can be impacted. And you may never see the fruit of it. This student was my student two years ago, and she's writing the letter now. And I'm wondering why, but let me just read it. So it says, today in class, we were writing letters to teachers we feel have made an impact. I wanted to tell much how much you inspired me to be the best version of myself. 
I know I'm not the most vocal person, but I'm very observant. You always try to build relationships with every single person in your class, never letting one person go unnoticed. I love how you don't care what others think about you. That is something I continually wor am working on. Your impact at the school goes beyond the classroom, and I just want to encourage you to keep being a light to others. You notice that we're being a light to others. The Word of God says you are the light of the world. And you know, the, the interesting thing is she never said this to me when she was in my class. When you are impacting people, you may never understand the effect of it. But here's the beauty of it. With your spiritual eyes, look to heaven and recognize one day when you get there, every seed that you planted, every small thing that you did, every cup of water. There's a verse that says, if you give a cup of water to a servant of God, God will bless you for it. The smallest thing that you're willing to do for others, God sees. But it starts with the question of, what is success? I want you to think about that. Because we are so thinking about success in an American way, that's where our focus is. That's where we push. But I want you, I think this is the true definition of success. Really living for God and really thinking about other people. And if you think about it, this summarizes the greatest commands. Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And as you do this, you may not be seen by anyone in this world. People may look at you and actually look down on you. But think about every person that I've brought up today. David Livingston died 240 years ago, yet I talk about him today. The millionaire of the time or the richest person, we don't even bring up. But we bring up David Livingston. Why? Because when you walk with God and when you do what he needs of you, it is the most success. It is generational. It carries through eternity. So live a truly meaningful life. But here is my prayer for each one of us. My prayer for each one of us today is that you think for yourself about how do I look at success? Am I caught up in this world or am I caught up in God's world? And if you're caught up in this world, you may have everything of this world and be an utter failure. But if you're caught up in the will of God, you may have nothing in this world, but you will be the greatest. You will be greatest in God's eyes. So just take a moment and just talk to God and ask God to convict you of what area of life Maybe you haven't been thinking about the will of God at all in your life. Ask God, show me how I need to walk and obey you. I really want to encourage you to talk to people about what your will, the will of God is for you. Maybe you don't know. Maybe the people around you can help guide you. Have those conversations. Maybe God is maybe convicting you this morning of trying to purposefully impact the life of others. Your coworkers, the people that you live with, your neighborhood, or whoever. Let God use you to impact the people. 